Hey, this is Jules Dan here, sitting back in my office chair, and I've actually got the uh, podcast mic. I'm just holding it. It's like a really chill setting. So if you could just picture this right now, uh, I actually work in my bedroom, and uh, I've got my stand-up desk here. I'm actually sitting down, but I've got my book divider behind me. Um, windows open, fresh breeze. Like this is a good day, you know. Um, and I wanted to record this because it's a few days before the end of the last year, um, and naturally, after Christmas and before New Year's, this is a perfect time to reflect. Um, and I wanted to create this episode, um, not to do some cringy goal setting, blah, blah, okay, there's nothing wrong with goal setting, but I didn't want to do the typical, you know, clickbaity stuff that most people might do. On New Year's, I want to do something that I thought was really powerful for myself. Just reflect back with you. We've got a couple days now, and might really help you out. So, where do I even start from this? Well, I wrote down some notes. That's actually pretty helpful. Okay, it's been a really eventful year. If you followed me along with storytelling secrets, I've had quite the journey. Um, I moved. I went to Adelaide, and then I moved, which is a neighbouring city from Melbourne, which is where I live right now, about ten hours drive. Uh, I was with a girl and then I decided to leave um, for reasons I explain in episode 200 with Pete Godfrey. So if you're interested, go back to that one, have a listen. Um, long story short, didn't realize, I thought the relationship, I just, uh, yeah, go listen to episode 200 is what I'm saying. Okay, I came back and then I moved in with my parents, I thought for a little bit of time and it turned out to be a lot longer than I thought because of damn covid so I was there for about eight months because we couldn't really move and then found a place myself. Um, all the while, I built this little freelance business for myself. It's been cool, okay? Um, you know, being uncertain, there's been uncertainty at times. It's been like, oh shit, okay. Haven't had a client for working for a few weeks now. And then some months it's been like, wow, like the money's pouring in and I can get this done really quickly. My hourly rate, I remember when my hourly rate was like 500 bucks. I was like, what? This is ridiculous. Uh, 500 US, and I'm like, I was making $50 Australian an hour training clients less than two years ago. What a jump. Um, But before you think I'm some millionaire, you know, that's only, that's the thing. Like, I'm still being complete, I'm just recording the journey with you. Um, Finding that consistency inside my business is still one of the challenges that I'm personally going through right now. So I've been, I've been doing a lot of you know, client work, project to project, um, and some and sometimes you know the referral doesn't come through and you have to find a new one. It's just really time-consuming. And that's the thing I wanted to talk about today. So um, you may think if you're a service provider like me and maybe, maybe even just started working with clients and you had that little bit of freedom, you're like, yes. Finally, did it. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. Well, the truth is, if we're the ones doing it all the time, because we're the skilled ones, and we're always forced to deliver, then it's not really. It's not necessarily freedom. Like it is technically a business. And don't get me wrong. I love telling people, especially, especially ladies that are. Hey, I've got a business. It's pretty cool. Um, but. To be honest, you know, if I'm not there, the business will not work. And if I hire a copy, another copywriter, then it's just not me, you know. People are hiring me and 
I'm, I'm that person. And you probably feel that same way maybe about your service and skill. It's hard, it's hard to outsource. And maybe you don't want that agency style business because that's people have said it to me all the time. Jules, why don't you just be the copy chief and then edit all the stuff that comes through? Like, no, like I want a simple ass business. But the problem with that is that it's, it's very time consuming and you can agree with me. So something I've been reflecting on is everything to do with leverage. How can I reduce the time that I'm spending um, doing my thing? Now, there's heaps of different... I spoke this early, early in this earlier this year. For me, that's been uh, reducing the time it takes to type. So, getting faster at typing. Okay, that's one. Um, recycling different ideas from past clients. Okay, that's another one. Um, but then I started to journal to, uh, the other day and I was looking at other ways you could leverage and... And this is something I've held back just because of maybe an internal bias, but using artificial intelligence to help me. I remember I spoke to this really smart dude called James Smiley um, on the podcast. His podcast's not coming up for a few months, but at the end, I remember him saying really something powerful. He said, Jules, you're in a special position because most people who use these AI copywriting chat bots, whatever, they don't get the best results because they themselves aren't that good at copy or they themselves don't understand the principles. Like, well, for you, like, you can just use it to accelerate your own writing and use your own editing and know-how and, you know, make the machine even better. Or you could even just... Basically, what he was saying is that you can use artificial intelligence to enhance what you do and reduce the time it takes to complete stuff. And that really set off a little big light bulb in my head. Now, obviously, I'm not going to just click a button and and have this machine write a copy for, for clients um, because it's just that would be a complete disservice because there's so many different things that can, the bots can't do. You know, like humor, obviously, personality, that's a huge one. So many people say, you need to write in my voice. Uh, we can't just write generic bot copy. Um, but that's where you come in. So if there's some way you can integrate <clears throat> artificial intelligence into what you do for your service so you can create more leverage so you don't have to be doing everything. I don't know what it is. I don't know what your profession is, but man, there's some of the stuff that's coming up right now with AI. It's pretty damn cool. Like I remember talking to this one guy um, over LinkedIn and he has this software he's literally creating now where you create a video, you record a video, it edits, it's, it knows where the highlights are, like the bits of content, it creates the headline, it creates the captions underneath and turns it into multiple pieces of content. Like how, what, like that's literally someone's job on like a freelancing website is to chop and change and create pieces of content and that's a piece of AI. Someone else was saying that like they would take a photo <clears throat> of a do- of like a scribbles off a page and then the AI would turn it into a document with r- written words. So I'm not sure the extent of how much it can help you, but 100%, if you're looking for leverage in 2022, AI is going to really help you out and that's something I'm going to be doing. And, and don't feel so, you know, like, oh, you know, don't be such a purist as well, just... If it can help you out and can enhance what you do, then maybe just explore it. And then the other thing as well that I asked about my, when I was writing this was journaling. 
all about leverage. And it's nothing revolutionary, but I just asked the lazy question of what's the least amount of work I could do and get paid the most? Um, that's a really profound question there, wouldn't you agree? What's the least amount of work I can do and get paid the most? Oh, man. Why can't I just ask that every single time? And, and for, so again, this is just using in my context in terms of copywriting. If For you, it might be you could take some ideas and then change it to how it applies to your industry. But let me, like for me right now, I do projects where I might like write 10 emails, I'll go talk to their customers, talk to the business owner. I'm looking at like 20, 23 hours a project, right? Okay. And making about 5K a project, 5K US, um, sometimes a little bit more, but um, yeah, it's looking at about that much at the moment. And this is all about... This is all about like just documenting the journey. I'm not here to like flex or brag. Like this is just what it is right now. Um, and I remember at the start of last year, it was $5 an email. So pretty cool, hey? Um, but yeah, the point I wanted to make was there is just a lot of time that goes into that. Um, I was feeling, I just finished up one before the Christmas and I felt like, man, I really need a break after this because it was, mm, was a bit grindy, even though I liked it. I like doing it. It felt a bit grindy. So that's why I asked the question, what's the least amount of money, what's the least amount of work I can do and get paid the most? And the things I came up with was something like change the, so an idea would be to change the lead of people's sales letters, their video sales letters, their emails, anything. A lead is only 200 words. It's that first paragraph and hook that gets you excited about whatever sales message you're about to go into. And for me, it's like, okay, you only have to change two to 300 words and you take a percentage of the results. And the reason why I know that's really powerful is because this is a great book. I went to it. I can't remember what episode it is. It's called Great Leads. And they came up with some stat. It was like, you know, like this 80-20, like 20% of your work results to 80% of all the results. Well, they basically, I don't know what the exact stats were, but they were saying, the lead at the very start is the 80-20 of the sales letter. So they found that after all this testing, you know, they would change all um, the graphics, they'd change the testimonials, they'd change the headline, they would change the guarantee, they would change the offer. The number one thing that made all the results in them was the lead. And so getting good at writing the lead would mean a big payout without doing a lot of work. So if I could just change two to 300 words and get paid a percentage on the results, holy shit, that answers my question. Another thing as well, something I'm really good at is extracting testimonials from clients to people who are just either they don't know how to do it or they're just too busy, whatever it is, extracting those testimonials, putting them in the sequence, like an email sequence, and then just take a percentage of the ongoing sales and not take anything up front. And be like, look, I'll just do this free, but I expect to get paid on, uh, on the back end for this. Obviously, that's a lot easier said than done because there's a lot of trust involved and whatnot. But this is just answering the question of what's the least amount of work I can do and get paid the most amount of money? And I think I want to leave it at that because I just dropped... Nah, it's not that profound. Um, but it is something to definitely reflect upon. 
I know goals are important. I know your vision is really important. I know your mission is really important. I know your story is really important. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the thing we all want most is the time to do the things we like. And uh, I'm personally not a workaholic, you know. I know some people really thrive off bragging about that. Personally, I just, I just like doing fun shit. Like, I just recently got a bike. While we're just here, I can just riff a little bit. It's the last episode of 2021. Like, I got this bike recently, and I just freaking love it. It is just a new favorite hobby. Um, I went for a bike ride yesterday, and I made 50 kilometers. It just went past like that. It was so fun. So... The point I'm trying to make is uh, we could be have a thriving business. We could be making so much money. We could be impacting so many people. But if we're not understanding how to leverage as best we can or just finding different ways to leverage so we have that time freedom, what the frick is the point? That's what I'm feeling like. What is the point if, if you don't have that time? So that's something I'm going to be prioritizing in the next year. Um, another way, oh, a little bonus leverage is building an email list and that's something I'm not very good at. So that's another different that's another thing I'm going to be leveraging more or looking to leverage in 2022. Uh, but that's it from me. Hey, Spotify now has uh, reviews. So if you listen on Spotify, go leave me a review, man or, or lady. <laughs> go leave me a review. Because I know iTunes is very clunky to leave a review, especially if you don't have one. You go to iTunes. This is a mess. So apparently Spotify has reviews. Um, so if you've enjoyed, uh, what's it called? <laughs> if you've enjoyed storytelling secrets, hey, go leave me a review. I really appreciate it. What's going to happen is that for the next, I'd personally like to take a little bit of a break from doing the solo show, but that doesn't mean I'm going to leave your earbuds. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back through the archives. I'm going to see what's the most popular episodes. And uh, for the next couple of weeks, so... First week of Jan, second week of Jan. You're still going to get all the pieces of content from me. But um, I'm just going to be reposting like the encores, if that makes sense. They've been having... People have been listening to the encores the last one. I'm like, great. Okay. Um, and the reason why is one, because I'm a lazy marketer. No, I'm just kidding. But it's 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 generally because just because you hear something once... It does not mean that you generally understand it. And me personally, every time I hear something back, the second, the third, even like the seventh time, I always am hearing it from a different perspective. I'm like, oh, so that's how it applies to what I'm doing right now. And now I get it. So go listen to The Encore next week. If you enjoy the uh, podcast this year, you got any value. If you've got one idea... Go leave me a review. I really appreciate it. That's how the uh, podcast is going to grow. We've gone over two years now, so I don't see any reason why I'm going to stop. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun doing this, just sitting back in my chair and having a chat with myself. Oh, how narcissistic, isn't it? Now, anyways, I'll be back to report back on my adventures, on my career. Oh, my career. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying now, but uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed my little chat today. We're back to drop more nuggets with you on a weekly basis in two weeks. And next week, you get me from the past. See you around.